as runners too, we just want perfection and we want every run to be perfect. We want every run to meet our expectations. And I think when you start thinking those types of things, get into dangerous territory because perfection doesn't exist. And these are things that I have to remind myself every single day, every single run I go on. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I think we just get so wrapped up in like our past selves of like, we did this then, why can't we do this now? What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 20 of Be More Well with me, Jeff St. Pierre. Today, we're going to be talking about running fatigue and how to break through it with Runner's World Health and Fitness Editor, Danielle Zickel. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen. Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast that started after I found myself looking for inspiration and ways to get my mind and body on a better track. Each week, I have conversations with health professionals, educators, musicians, trainers, athletes, and most importantly, people just like you and I. My mission here is to bring you stories from people about how they found their path to wellness, as well as information and inspiration from experts in the field. Just like you, I'm working on becoming the best version of myself, and I hope you're able to find some insight in these conversations. I've talked about this before, but I've battled the mental games that can come along with running. I used to run every day and take part in races all across the country. I ran my first 5K back in 2012 and then my first half marathon in 2013. But between 2013 and 2017, I went on to run in about 30 half marathons, as well as dozens of 5Ks and 10Ks and 10 milers. And I traveled a lot for those too. I live in Maryland, so I knocked out a few here, but also ran races in Tennessee, Idaho, Wyoming, California, and more. I was pretty busy, but then I hit that wall. Physically, I just couldn't do it anymore. My body was rebelling against me, and that started to take a toll on my mental abilities to power through on runs. I went from loving my afternoon runs to sitting on the floor of my apartment, staring at my shoes, having too much anxiety to even put them on. But how could this be? If you ever talk to runners or read articles about it, people are always talking about how great running is for their mental well-being. People rave about how they can go for a run to work out the stress of a long day, or it helps them get through tough times. That was not the experience that I was having. In fact, running was what was causing so much of my mental anguish. What I later came to find out, well, two things that I found out. One was that my body was going through some major hormone situations that were throwing off basic operations. The other was that I started to have runner's fatigue. I was constantly comparing my runs to previous ones and, and to those of other people. If I wasn't improving my times, I'd beat myself up over it. I got to the point where I'd been so negative about my performance that I started to not believe in myself. So on this episode, I've got a really inspiring conversation with Danielle Zickel. She's the health and fitness editor for Runner's World, and she's been going through a similar situation. In fact, she wrote an article for Runner's World about her experience. That's how I came across her name, and I'm so glad that we connected. Hearing Danielle talk about her experience made me realize so many of the things that I've faced were totally normal, and I'm hoping that our discussion will help any of you that may have been feeling the same things. Now, before we dive into the interview, I just want to ask you to please subscribe to Be More Well on whatever platform you're using right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. If you subscribe, you'll be able to better follow along with updates from the show. Also, please rate and review the show so that the podcast powers that be know what you're thinking. Ratings and reviews help these platforms learn what shows they should be pushing out to new listeners. And, you know, I wouldn't mind having a few more ears on the podcast. Uh, joining me is Danielle Zickel, the health and fitness editor for Runner's World. Danielle, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, first of all, I love Runner's World, and I love all of the different articles and different takes on the the aspects of running that you guys uh, put together in that publication all the time. And one thing that you wrote really stood out to me because it's something that I've battled with myself, and it's this idea of 
runners burnout. And I really am excited to talk to you about this article. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as runners world, we do a really good job. Like we have so many articles for experienced runners, like how to get faster and like all of these intense things you need to do. But we also try and balance that out with beginner things or maybe sometimes like taking a break from running, um, which is what I dealt with. Um, and I don't think that's taboo. I think that even though it's called runner's world, runners take breaks, runners have mental burnouts. I think it, these stories should be shared um, in addition to stories that are you know, completely the opposite of that. So for you personally, in your background, I imagine at Runner's World, you're working with a lot of runners. Have you always been a runner in your life? Has activity always been a big part of your life? Yeah. So the activity itself has always been a part of my life. Um, I grew up doing a million different sports. I always got bored of things and I would switch them out. Um, I did dance, ballet, gymnastics, skiing, diving. I've done everything. Um, but somehow running, I never got sick of because I think I didn't focus on it too hard. Um, I think a lot of times with sports, I maybe suffer from burnout um, more than I thought. I'm just thinking of that right now, actually. <laughs> um, but like, I just, I always need to like switch after a couple of years. But I think since I wasn't ever super focused on running, it was always just something I did on my own. Um, it ca I kept it up for all these years. Um, so I probably started in like middle school-ish. Um, and college, I got more into it just cause I wasn't doing any competitive sports. Um, I was on the equestrian team. I did horseback riding, um, for freshman year. Um, but then there's just like so much going on with college and stuff. Like it got to be too much. Um, so I really just focused on running to stay in shape. Um, and I was a writing major. And so runner's world, the two things combined for me, which was actually pretty perfect. I didn't expect it. I didn't really go looking for it, but there it was. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you search out Runner's World for that reason? Or was it just kind of one of those happy accidents? It was actually a really happy accident. Um, so Runner's World uh, is based in, well, it was based in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. Now it's in Center Valley, Pennsylvania. It's the same area, um, but it's where I grew up. So when I came back home from college and I was looking for jobs and internships and stuff, um, I just happened to see it like an internship and I was like running and writing. These are, this is perfect for me. Um, but I didn't set out to write for them ever. I read it. Um, I always had a subscription, but for some reason I just didn't put the two and two together that I could actually be working there. Um, so when I saw it online, I was just like, oh, this is brilliant. And somehow I got the job. <laughs> and I hear there was a promotion recently. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had this mental impression. First of all, I had no idea that Runner's World was in Pennsylvania. I just always assumed it was in New York with like all the other big magazines. Yeah, you know, publications. we have some offices there, um, but the home base is in Pennsylvania. We're probably about an hour outside Philly. Um, okay. So it's still pretty... It's not the middle of nowhere, but it's definitely for publishing, maybe the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I lived I lived outside of Philadelphia for about eight years and I never had any idea. But I also wasn't really active in running at the time. I think if I had been more mm -hmm. active in running, I probably would have known. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that's I, I had no idea until you just said that. I imagine, though, working in that office that just about everybody is active and running in some capacity, right? Yes, definitely. Um, and when I first got there, not that it was an eye opener, but like it was because all these people, they'd run at lunch. They were so dedicated. They had training plans. They were doing speed workouts. Nothing I had ever done before. Like my running was if I'm in the mood to run and I have free hour or something, I'd go out the door. Um, but it was never planned. I never had training plans, schedules. Um, so the fact that they were all so dedicated really inspired me. Um, and I, you know, started going on lunch runs, like that was the culture. Um, and so that's when I really ramped up my running, um, and realized that running 
I don't know. I don't want to say it could be more than a hobby because it still is a hobby, but you know, just the more intense version of that hobby versus what I was doing. Um, and it was awesome for a while. And they all inspired me to um, run my first half marathon. And that's not something I ever, ever, ever thought I would do. Um, but just the culture and the inspiration and all of them just being so into it made me want to be more into it. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. I'm sure you've got some coworkers there that are really intense in their running, but I also imagine it's a very um, uplifting and supportive environment too. Like just because so many people there are active in the running community, they probably know a lot of the ins and outs and the ups and downs that running can break. So I imagine being someone in that office, you've got a lot of people that are on your team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is super supportive. And I think just like, as long as you're running, like, you know what I mean? Like everyone is just so like, it's just fun. You know, we all love it. And I think when you go out for runs every day, um, no matter what your pace is, no matter like how many miles you're doing, like everyone's just excited for you that you went out and ran that day. You know, it's funny. Community is such a big aspect of running and it's kind of how I got active in it too. I hosted a 5k quite a few years ago for a local charity in the Baltimore area and watching everybody. And I, I was not really that I, I played sports with friends like beer league, sports, football, kickball, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But then watching all these people come together on a Sunday morning at the crack of dawn to go run and raise money for charity. I was like, this looks amazing. Like I kind of want to be a part of this. And it, it's interesting how much a community Community can really inspire you to want to try this different side of you. Now you were always a runner, you know, at different parts of your life, but it sounds like when you started working with all of these people that were so actively doing it, you were like, well, hell yeah. Like I'm doing this more. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, I mean, I love running races, but I also really love just watching races for the same reason you said, like, it's just so exciting to see people running no matter where they finish, no matter what their pace everyone is just always cheering for them. You could literally be last and people are so excited that you finished. Um, but yeah. Um, what was your question? <laughs> What's <laughs> your, it wasn't question? so much of a question. It was more of a statement of just how, how great the community, how much a community can inspire someone to want to, you know, keep pushing themselves forward basically. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely agree with that. And I think I was on that end of it. I think they, you know, runner's world was the community that introduced me to wanting to push myself. Um, and like, you know, we cover all these marathons and stuff. And I just remember like the 2018 Boston Marathon, like Des Linden just coming out of nowhere and winning, like everyone is cheering for her. And like, you don't really think of running as that type of sport. Like you sit down and watch football and you're like, oh yeah, people are going to cheer for that. You sit down and watch baseball. People are going to cheer for that. But like anytime I'm like, oh my God, I love watching marathons. People are just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's so boring. And it's just like, no, like you get into it exactly like any other sport and you do cheer for them and you are the ones being cheered on. Like it's very supportive. And when you start to know some of the characters too, you know, like Des Linden, when you know some of these names, it makes it easier to cheer because it's not just random people that you're watching running on a street. You're like, Oh, I know that person. I know where they went to college. I know how they train. I really want that person to take it home. Yeah, exactly. And you also like, you know, their backstories and you can look up to them too. So you know, I looked up to my fellows runners world um, co-workers, but I also looked up to marathoners and, you know, 5k racers and all these pro runners who I learned their stories. I learned how they got to where they were. And that was also just part of the reason that I wanted to take my running to the next level. Cause I just felt like I was just so inspired by like every aspect of like this work environment. 
So I'm glad you said that because that transitions me to a question I have for you. And again, the article that you wrote, I don't think I said the title of it yet. It's called Why I Got Burnt Out from Running and How I'm Learning to Love It Again. And you just talked about how uh, all that inspired you to take your running to the next level. But you say in the article you, you had a hard time defining yourself as a runner. And I think that's something that a lot – like even when I was running the most in my life before I started to have my own personal burnout – I would never tell anybody that I was a runner. Like I always felt weird saying I'm a runner because I, I didn't think I fit that category, but a lot of people do that. And that's kind of strange, right? Yeah, it is so weird because, you know, the logical part of my brain is like, if you run, you're a runner. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if you run, walk a 5K or you qualify for Boston or you make it to the Olympics. Like if you are putting one foot in front of the other, you're a runner. Um, but I think as people, we hold ourselves to higher standards um, and I feel like it's almost hypocritical. Like I will sit there and tell anyone they're a runner, but I don't consider myself a runner. So I kind of got thinking about that and how ridiculous that sounds. And so I kind of like did my own soul searching about like, okay, why can't I like see myself as a runner when I can so easily see everyone else as a runner? Um, but you know, the flip side, I think of being in an environment where everyone is so serious about running is that it, it can be pressure. Um, so like I can't, and especially, I mean, I came in really not knowing anything about running, not really taking running as seriously. And all these people did that and they've been training like capital T training for races for years and years and years. And I think for some reason I came in and saw their paces and their, you know, the things they were achieving and I was like, well, why am I not doing that? Why can't I run a seven minute mile? It's like, well, obviously I can't. I've never been doing what they're doing. But for some reason, my brain was just like, it wanted to jump all the way to that end result instead of like, okay, there's a million steps in between that they've done and I also have to do, but like, I couldn't see that at the time. So I think that was the part that really started making me compare myself to everyone. Um, and when you start comparing yourself to people, that's a dangerous territory for your brain. Yeah, comparison can really become a problem. I know for me personally, when I started uh, running into half marathons, um, the first one I did, I had a goal and I hit that goal and I was really excited. But then you start getting to that point where you want to do better each time. At least that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to beat my time every time I would get out there to run. And then, you know, you'd post things on social media about the races you did and your friends would always comment or, or react to that in some way that I, I, I never wanted to let them down. Like if I had a bad run one day, I wouldn't post about it. Like I wouldn't, and, I, mm -hmm. and, and it's stupid to think that that was something that my brain was telling me to do, but that's where I was at. I was so nervous about letting them down that I didn't hit my goal by 30 seconds or something that I would be like, let's just pretend this race never happened. Let's not talk about it. Let's ignore it. Yeah. Oh my God. I totally agree. And like at social media, I just go so back and forth with it. Um, sometimes I'm on it all the time and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Everyone's supportive and like blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes it gets like that where it's like, I don't want to see people's runs. I don't want to post my own runs. Like I get into weird, you know, situations where I'm just like, I can't, it's the comparison. Um, and I think social media has maybe hurt that mm -hmm. over the years, you know, you, you're not really just living your life anymore. You're seeing everyone's best races and best times. You're not seeing all the hard work they're put. I mean, you are seeing the hard work they're putting in, but you're not seeing their struggles. You're not seeing them not finish a run or feel sure. terrible on a run. You're seeing they came in third at a local race and you're like, wow, I, I've never been able to do that. Or you saw them qualify for Boston and you're like, oh, wow, I've never been able to do that. But you're not seeing 
the other side of that. Um, and that goes for everything with social media. I just, uh, <laughs> I, <could go> on. <laughs> I know that's a whole different conversation, right, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your half marathon that you did, that was after that wrapped up, that was kind of where things started to shift for you. Like that's kind of after the half marathon is when you're, you started to find yourself struggling to get back out there and, uh, I, I don't want to say compete, but run the way you wanted to. Yeah. So basically everything was, I mean, I didn't have any expectations for my half marathon. It was my first one. I literally just wanted to finish it. Like I never, ever in my life thought I would run 13.1 miles. So like that in itself was an accomplishment, but, and I was, I mean, my time I think was like two and a half hours. Like it wasn't anything spectacular. Don't downplay I, it. You did it. And that's the important thing. Let's not play this <laughs> game, Danielle. <laughs> See, oh, thank you. I'm doing it already. Um, but I was, I was happy about that. Then I was just like, oh my God, like I finished this race. I never, I would. Um, and then, like I said in my article, I like, I want to keep running. I did for a little bit, just kind of shake out runs. I didn't want to lose it. Um, but then I don't know. I think I just became so much more aware of what was going on around me or maybe the conversations that were happening or just, I mean, I never had anyone to compare myself to cause I had never run a half marathon. So like people talking about their own half marathon training or their own half marathon results. I was like, before I never would have, you know, thought twice, but then I did it. And my times were slower and all of that stuff. And I just like kind of got really down on myself and like, I just couldn't, I couldn't run anymore. Like I just had no motivation. I just, for some reason, something switched in my brain and I just like, I was miserable. And anytime I go out with friends to run, like I couldn't keep up with them and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, go on without me. Like, it's fine. But like, I don't know, I was just struggling and I think that any, I don't know, like I, I struggle to understand like why I couldn't just keep working harder and stuff like that. Like I took the opposite approach and was like, well, this sucks. I'm not doing it. So yeah. I like really stopped running because I was just getting so frustrated with myself instead of like working to get better. I was just like, nope, we're done. And I just, you know, threw my focus into other things. I got really into CrossFit for a while. Like I was still exercising. Um, but I just couldn't run anymore. Yeah. I had a conversation with uh, a friend of yours, Allie Nolan, a few months yeah. ago, and we were kind of talking about how, you know, you always hear people talk about the runner's high and how running is the best way to clear your mind. And, and for she and I, that's not how it was going for us. You know, we, we both went through yeah. moments in our life where it actually made it a lot harder for us. Like the second we started running, our brains would go in a million different directions. And sometimes it was taking us in bad places. And it kind of sounds like you were dealing with a similar situation. Yeah, definitely. I feel like anytime I would try and go for a run, I would just be like, Oh, this is slow. Or, Oh, my, bustles hurt or oh I'm tired like it was just all negative um I never in that time period went out I mean very rarely I never went out and like actually was able to clear my mind and actually was able to like think happy thoughts like I'm so glad I'm out here this feels great like every run I did just felt so terrible and I would just get in this spiral of like negative thoughts like why can't you be better why can't you be faster why can't you go longer like you just did a half marathon and you can't even go three miles like what is this? So I just like was really being very harsh on myself throughout this time, which I'm sure didn't help. Yeah. I went through a phase uh, and I remember I would just, 
look at my shoes and it would make me feel some sort of anxiety. You know, I'd say, okay, today is the day I'm going to go for a run. And then I would just look at them and be like, I, I don't think I can, like, I don't think I could even put these on right now to go. I just oh need God. to stay away from it. And it was, it was so, it was so disappointing. Cause I, I remember I went through, I think there was one year I did like nine or 10 half marathons in the year. And then like the next year, I think I did one. And even that was a hard thing to get through. Like I mentally really hit a wall in that time period. It's crazy to go through that. Yeah. The ups and downs of running are so wild. Like I, even now I feel like I'm not the same person who ran that half marathon. And I, you know, you just go through these ups and downs. And I think as runners too, I mean, we just want perfection and we want every run to be perfect. We want every run to meet our expectations. And I think when you start thinking those types of things get into dangerous territory because perfection doesn't exist. And these are things that I have to remind myself every single day, every single run I go on, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I think we just get so wrapped up in like our past selves of like, we did this then, why can't we do this now? And I also think so many factors come into play. Like, did you get enough sleep? Did you eat healthy? Like there's so many reasons why your runs stuck and it's not because you're a bad runner. It's because there's so many other things. Now I saw in your article that you actually sought out a sports psychologist to talk to as well. So what was something that you learned from that? Yeah, I, I wasn't super aware that I was like comparing myself. Like I think I was comparing like goals. So like I usually ran, like I used to run just for fitness, just to get out and get some exercise. And I think she made me realize like I lost sight for that initial reason of running. Like, Everyone who I know, um, you know, runs to be fast and runs to qualify for races. And that's completely valid. And if that's why you want to run, then by all means, go for it. Um, But I think I started to think those things and like, why can't I be faster? Like I should be running to qualify for these races and things like that. And I really lost sight of like, I just liked running to run. Like I don't need the fulfillment of, you know, running a race super fast and getting first place. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I, that's just not me. That's not who I am um, when it comes to running. And so I think I really realized that like, it's okay to just run through your neighborhood, do two miles and come back and you feel better. Um, And I also think like she talked a lot about redefining what your success is. And I think that you consider success something huge right like you won a race you qualified for a race you did something amazing but like success could be getting out your door putting on your shoes like so I think had I known that like had I known I didn't have to run five miles at an eight minute pace I literally just getting out the door was a success I think I would have been happier um back when I was really struggling with running Um, just because I was like setting my sights so high, setting my goals so high and there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes you just need to not do that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's really, that's really interesting. I've been listening to some other podcasts, uh, running podcasts where they've been talking to professional runners. And I know for professional runners, things are different because a lot of these folks, they make money off of the races that Mm -hmm. they take part in. I mean, that's a big part of their income in life is, you know, competing in races. And, and they've been talking a lot about what does it look like for them now that there's no races on the calendar to train for? And, Mm -hmm. and one thing a lot of people have been saying, at least the ones that I've been listening to have been saying, they've been able to get back to some of the things they loved about 
about running. You know, like there was one woman who was like, I would never have thought about doing running trails in the mountains near my house because I didn't want to get hurt. And I didn't want for it to hurt my chances in say the Boston marathon or the Chicago mm-hmm. marathon. But now that those races aren't happening. She's like, I'm going outside and I'm doing these runs that I completely forgot how much I loved. And it is, there is so much, I guess my point is there's so much about running that is just a personal, you know, uh, satisfaction, just getting out the door and doing something is so fantastic. It doesn't always have to be about what that next goal is. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, you know, there's something to be said about like why you started running in the first place. Like even pro runners, even Des Linden started running because she thought it was fun. Mm. Like running should be fun. And, you know, of course, if you're a pro, you have to make money and, you know, all of those things that come along with it. And, you know, some your success depends on that. Um, but like, just, you know, keeping sight of why you started running, I think is so important. And it's something that I'm still working on and have to remind myself of. But I think always try to keep sight about what you love about it and not let times and races and data get in the way of all that. What you just said too, I think is important is that you just said that you still have to remind yourself of this. And that's a big thing that I think people sometimes believe there's an instant answer, you know, like snap your fingers, you've got the answer, you're good. But in something like runner's burnout, uh, for example, you have to work on that. Like it's not, there isn't just one thing you do to change your total mindset. You have to remind yourself about these things, you know, continuously as you move forward. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was that simple. Right? I wish I could just be like, yep, I'm going to go out and it's going to be great. And my mind is going to be great. But I think like anything, you have to work for it. You have to work at it. You know, you don't get to be a pro runner. You don't get to win a race without doing the work. And I think that the same thing goes for like your brain too. Like you have to do the work. Your brain's not going to automatically switch and be like, oh, you told me this one thing and I'm going to do it. Like, I wish it was that easy, but yeah, to put in the work. And I think, you know, runners are good at putting in the work. That's what they do. Um, so I think just switching that focus um, instead of the physical work to do the mental work. And I think they both come together really nicely if you can do both of those things. Now, while the pandemic has obviously created a lot of problems for a lot of people and it's been uh, you know a, a big situation that people are still dealing with, it actually opened the door for you to try to break through some of your running struggles. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said, I was doing a lot of CrossFit um, and then the gyms closed um, and I was doing a lot of basement workouts and really trying to do that. And I just, I couldn't after a while, like every single day you're going into the same small basement, you're trying to force yourself to do a variation of the same thing. I mean, I didn't have all the equipment that I use at CrossFit, like barbells and stuff. Like I don't have any of that in my house. So it was getting really stale. And you know, I was just like, okay, like I'm going to go for a run. Like I'm going to go by myself. I think, you know, the big thing for me is comparing myself to people. So I thought, you know, running by myself, I thought would be good, like a good entry point. You know, I'm not going for time distance. I don't have to keep up with anyone. Um, and I'm lucky enough to live in an area where it's not super crowded and, you know, the, uh, routes I run, I don't really see too many people. So it was good for, you know, pandemic reasons. Mm. Um, and I just did it. I literally, I told my roommate, I was like, you have to make sure I run, like yell at me if I don't run, because I just like, I knew I wanted to do it. And even if I didn't want to, like when it came time to do it, I was like, no, I have to just like bite the bullet. Um, and it felt really good. I think a lot of it was just cause it was something different. And like, I wasn't just cooped up in my basement, but I think a big part of it too was like enough time had gone by You know, I was just out there by myself. I didn't have anyone to compare myself with. And it felt really good. And I think 
had that first run not felt good, maybe it would have been a really bad thing. And I would be like, well, you know what? I knew I hated running. And now here's the proof that running sucks. But like, I really felt good about it. And I was like, wait a minute. I remembered that reason why I liked running in the first place. And I just, I've kept it up. I haven't put pressure on myself. Like I haven't been like, okay, you're going to run three times a week and that's it. You're going to go four miles each time. Like I'm very careful to not do that to myself because that's, I think, how I would get burned out again by just putting those expectations Mm -hmm. on myself. So every time I walk out the door, it's just run for however long and however fast you want to go. And if you take walk breaks, it's fine. If you run the whole time, that's also fine. Just very minimal. Just getting out there is enough. Yeah, no goals, no pressure. I know um, I signed up for a challenge that a local group in our area was doing, and it was, you know, different levels of mileage. They wanted to do a 30-day challenge, basically, run X amount of miles in 30 days, and there were different levels. And I really wanted to take a big level and, like, push myself. But then I thought, if I do that, that's that added pressure, and then there's that expectation, like, if I have a bad day or if I get injured or something, I'm pushing myself harder than I probably should at this moment. So I took the lower level. And it's been awesome. It's been a very enjoyable experience because it's manageable and it's something that I know (laughs) that I can accomplish, you know, and if I do extra great, you know, but like, there's no pressure to like really kill myself. And like you said, get, you know, X amount of miles in every single day. Like if I go out one day and do a mile and a half, okay. But if I go out the next day and do three, that's great. You know what I mean? There's not that pressure to do five or six every single time you hit the pavement. Exactly. And I feel like you know, there are some people out there who need a schedule and I'm almost jealous of them. Like if they don't have that, they won't do it or they won't do it as well. But I think I'm the complete opposite. And like, I just, I don't function well under pressure I guess, <laughs> or my own expectations. Um, but yeah, you just really need to get out there and just do whatever your body and your mind want to do. And I mean, there's something to be said about being able to push yourself. Like you need to push yourself in life for many occasions um so like you know if you really needed to get those three miles done and you could push yourself to get those three miles then there are some situations that call for that um but i think now especially we're in a pandemic like everything is so stressful and to put added pressure on yourself um i just i don't think i could do that and like we're not really training for anything right now i mean you could do a virtual race which i've kind of been toying just to like give myself a little bit of motivation towards something yeah um but we're not really training for anything right now so i don't think there's a huge need to like make a training plan and stick to paces and miles and schedules um at least for me personally I'm so glad you wrote about this because I do feel like this is the side of running that sort of gets overlooked sometimes. And it's the side of running that I think a lot of people face and don't necessarily understand what they're going through. You know, like that's, that's what I felt when I read your article. I was like, this woman is speaking about something that I've gone through and I have never read this article before. You know, I haven't seen this from somebody else before. And I'm, I wish I had seen it, you know, three or four years ago when I was going through my battles. So I'm so glad that you really took the time to identify what you were going through and put it down on paper or the internet, whatever you want to call it, so other people could read it and be like, wow, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. Now I know how to maybe move forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, in this world, I think everyone is getting better at acknowledging like mental health stigmas and stuff like that. But still, when you go through something like this, I think your initial gut reaction is to keep it quiet or to push through it. And, you know, I kind of just want to write this like, these things happen to people like we should talk about it like we shouldn't hide the fact that runners go through this 
Um, and people of every sport go through this. And even if you're not doing any sport, just things happen. You get burnt out from whatever you like doing. And like, that's normal. And I'm learning that that's normal. You know, people think that it's not normal to, you know, you love something and you've been doing it for years. Like why all of a sudden am I hating it? Mm. And it's a weird thing to experience because you don't really understand it at first. Um, but these things I'm learning do happen to people. Um, and you just kind of have to deal with it and do the things to get you back on track. So how do things look for you moving forward here? You're feeling good about it? I am feeling good. I mean, it's been really grossly hot recently and humid <laughs> yes. and awful. And so I've been running a little less just because of that. Um, but for the most part, I've been running pretty regularly, um, especially on the weekends. I've been doing five, six miles. Um, and again, just not trying to do any pace, just going out there and doing things. Um, but yeah, things are looking up. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it would be nice to have like a real race. Like I still don't know how I feel about my motivation level and doing a virtual race. Cause I feel like I really like when I can like see people around me and like, okay, I want to beat this person. And I pass this person yeah. and I can pass the person. And that really keeps me motivated. Um, I feel like it would be a glorified personal run for me if I just did a virtual race. Um, so we'll see, but I do want to work towards something. I feel like it's been too long since I've like actually run a race and really tried. So <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think there is a, there is something good about having a goal to work towards. I mean, it, it's nice to not have pressure too, but still having something like that carrot on the end of the string that you're chasing mm -hmm. after there, it is important to have something to keep working for. Yeah, I think as athletes, that's, I mean, your main motivation is to perform for something, whether it's, you know, your tiny little town's 5k, you're still, there's a goal in mind that you want to finish it or you want to finish it at a certain time. Um, and I think that's what really keeps us driven. Um, so yeah, I think that sometime soon I'll give some real racing a thought, <laughs> but it's been nice to just be chill about it, you yeah. know? Well, I look forward yeah. to uh, to seeing your progress because now I follow you on social media, so I will see the <laughs> updates, I'm sure, as they come about. But Danielle, yeah. if anybody wants to read this article or if they want to find out more about you, where's the best place to go? Uh, yeah, you can go to runnersworld.com. Um, it's there. Um, I have social media, Danielle Zickle. Um, you could follow me if you want to. I, I'm sometimes really bad at social media. Like I have periods where I'm on it too much, and then there's periods where I'm not on it at all. Um, so sometimes I post a lot, sometimes I don't, but if you follow me, maybe you'll see something you like. <laughs> well, if you want to go to the website, runnersworld.com, the article is called why I got burnt out from running and how I'm learning to love it again. I really thought it was a fantastic read and I, I'm so glad that you were able to take this time with me. Uh, before we started recording to anybody listening right now, Danielle said she had never done a podcast before. Uh, so I just want to say you were fabulous and did a fantastic oh, job. <laughs> I never would have known. I would have thought you were an old expert at this and you've done a million of That's them. That's awesome. So well, this was so job. much fun. <laughs> well, and thank, thank you. you for reading my article. Thank you for having me on. This was very exciting. I'm, I'm really hopeful that um, I can share these things with some people and, you know, hopefully help people who are going through the same thing that I went through. If nothing else, you've inspired me, Danielle. So thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs>
Big thank you to Danielle Zickel from Runner's World for joining me this week. I always appreciate when people are comfortable sharing their wins as well as their losses. The only way we can all grow is to find the best ways to climb out of those holes that we find ourselves in. Also, thank you to all of you for checking out Be More Well week after week. Remember to subscribe to the show and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'll talk to you next week.